0: Welcome to the God Chaser podcast, the ultimate destination for those yearning to cultivate a passionate, intimate relationship with God. Join your host, Evan Evans, as he explores the depths of scripture, shares inspiring testimonies, and provides practical guidance to help you become a true God chaser. Discover the transformative power of pursuing God's presence and be inspired to reignite your spiritual journey. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and get ready to embark on an adventure that will change your life forever. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. Let the chase begin.
1: Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast, a place where we explore what it means to come to Christ and how to deepen your relationship with God. I am your host, Evan Evans, and I am glad that you are here today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and also share it with your friends, because there is nothing better than sharing the Word of God. If you're a new convert or just exploring your faith, this episode is for you. We'll be discussing the concept of being born again or saved, and we'll provide simple answers to some questions you might have. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us on this journey. Let's start by discussing the concept of coming to Christ. What does it mean, and why is it important? Coming to Christ is the process of accepting Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord. This is a life-changing decision that will allow you to experience a relationship with God, forgiveness of your sins, and eternal life. But how does one actually come to Christ? It's a simple process that involves three key steps. One, acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. Two, believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for your sins and rose again. Three, confess your sins to God and commit your life to following Jesus. Now, let's dive a little deeper into each of these steps. Step one, recognize that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. This step may be challenging for some because it requires admitting our flaws and realizing that we cannot save ourselves. However, it is crucial to acknowledge our need for God's grace and forgiveness. Growing up, I learned about God and His kingdom. I recall a woman who dedicated her Friday afternoons to teaching my siblings and me about this incredible Savior. But as a child, these were merely captivating stories. As I matured, I heard accounts of people experiencing a relationship with God, and I longed to know what that felt like. It became clear that sin was the barrier preventing us from experiencing this profound relationship with God. So understanding that sin was part of the problem made it easier for me to accept that I was a sinner seeking closeness with God you might be wondering what it means to accept that we are all sinners. Consider this, we did not create ourselves. The Bible tells us that God created us in his image and likeness, and he provided instructions through Adam on how we should live. However, Adam and Eve sinned, separating themselves from God. As their descendants, we inherited that sin and its consequences. That is why we must acknowledge that we are sinners, tracing back to our original human father, Adam. To better understand this, read Genesis chapters 1 through 3. Step 2. Trust that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for your sins and rose again. This step involves having faith and believing that Jesus' death and resurrection were enough to atone for our sins. It's vital to comprehend that salvation is attained through faith alone, not by our good deeds or efforts. To put it simply, since Adam's actions disrupted the relationship between humanity and God, A way to restore that connection was needed. Adam had the free will to either obey or disobey, and he chose the latter. This disobedience created a rift for humankind, but God already had a plan to reunite us with him by sending Jesus Christ. Jesus became the bearer of sins for all humanity because the sin inherited from Adam leads to eternal separation from God, essentially condemning us to hell. This is why God provided Jesus as the means to reestablish our spiritual connection with Him. So, when we wholeheartedly believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died and rose again, we accept that He is the only path to reconciliation with God. Step 3. Confess that Jesus is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead, as stated in Romans ten nine. This step involves leaving behind our old way of living and embracing a new life in Christ. As you take this step, the Holy Spirit will enter your life and transform you from within. You may have heard TV evangelists say that once you decide to follow Jesus, you can be saved. And this can be true if you genuinely believe it and act upon it. In this case, taking action means consciously renouncing all sin according to your confession, seeking to learn more about Jesus, and striving to grow closer to Him. You can develop your spiritual life by following the guidance of the Holy Spirit and attending a church that can support your growth. So now that you've come to Christ, what's next? Well, there are several things you can do to grow in your newfound faith and get closer to God. First, pray. Prayer is simply talking to God. It's a way to express your gratitude, ask for help, and seek guidance. Make prayer a daily habit, and you'll find that it strengthens your relationship with God. Second, read the Bible. The Bible is God's Word, and it's the primary way He communicates with us. By reading the Bible regularly, you'll learn more about who God is and what He wants for your life. Third, get involved in a local church. Church is where we can gather with other believers to worship, learn, and grow in our faith. Find a church that teaches the Bible and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Christ. Fourth, be baptized. Baptism is a public declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ. It's an important step in your journey as a follower of Jesus, and it's a powerful symbol of your new life in Christ. Fifth, serve others. Jesus taught that we should love our neighbors as ourselves, and serving others is one way to put that love into action. Look for opportunities to serve others in your community. Whether it's volunteering at a local charity, helping a neighbor with yard work, or simply being there for someone in need. Serving others not only helps those around you, but also helps you grow in your faith. Now let's talk about what it means to be born again or saved. You might have heard these terms before, but what do they really mean? Being born again is a spiritual transformation that occurs when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. It's the moment we receive the Holy Spirit and become a new creation in Christ. Being saved refers to the assurance of eternal life with God. When we come to Christ and trust in His sacrifice for our sins, we are saved from the eternal consequences of our sins and can look forward to spending eternity with God in heaven. You might have some questions about what it means to be born again or saved. Let's address some common questions that new believers often have. Question 1. Can I lose my salvation? The Bible teaches that once we are saved, our salvation is secure. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, Romans 8:38 to 39. The Bible teaches that once an individual is born again through the Holy Spirit's power, they receive eternal life, John 10:28, and are forever saved. Being born again, John three verse three, is a permanent state. One cannot be unborn. When adopted into God's family, Romans chapter eight verse 15, we will not be cast out. God completes the work He starts, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, ensuring that believers in Jesus Christ are eternally secure in their salvation. However, the Bible also contains strong warnings against apostasy, leading some to question the doctrine of eternal security. If our salvation cannot be lost, why are we warned against falling away? To answer this, we must first understand what apostasy means. An apostate is someone who renounces their religious faith. According to the Bible, apostates are individuals who profess faith in Jesus Christ, but never genuinely accepted Him as their Savior. They were false believers. As 1 John chapter 2 verse 19 states, those who turn away from Christ never truly trusted Him. Their departure reveals their lack of genuine faith. Matthew chapter 13 verses 24 to 30 illustrates apostasy. Both wheat and weeds grow in the same field, initially indistinguishable. In time, the weeds reveal their true nature. Similarly, in today's churches, genuine born-again believers may coexist with pretenders who enjoy the messages, music, and fellowship without genuinely repenting and accepting Christ. To human observers, both groups appear identical, but only God knows their hearts. Jesus' parable of the sower Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 to 9, further exemplifies apostasy. The Bible's apostasy warnings recognize the existence of two types of religious individuals, believers and unbelievers. Some people may attend church, serve in ministry, and identify as Christian without truly being saved, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. As the prophet Isaiah states, they honor God with their mouths, but their hearts are far from Him, Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. And Mark chapter 7, verse 6, God cautions pretenders attending church and hearing the gospel that they risk dire consequences if they do not repent. Eventually, like tares among wheat, their true nature will become evident. The apostasy warnings in the Bible serve two main purposes. First, they urge everyone to ensure their salvation, as it is of utmost importance. Paul instructs us to examine ourselves to determine whether we are in the faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. One true faith indicator is loving. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7, 8. Another is good works. Genuine Christians bear fruit, demonstrating their devotion to the Lord through words, actions, and doctrine. Although Christians produce fruit to varying degrees based on obedience and spiritual gifts, all bear fruit through the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. As true followers can recognize evidence of their salvation, 1 John chapter four, verse thirteen, apostates will eventually be exposed by their fruit, Matthew chapter seven, verse six to twenty, or lack thereof, John chapter fifteen, verse two. The second purpose of apostasy warnings is to help churches identify apostates recognizable by their rejection of Christ, embrace of heresy, and worldly nature, Second Peter chapter two, verse one to three thus Biblical apostasy warnings target those under the faith umbrella without genuinely exercising faith. Scriptures like Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4 to 6 and Hebrews chapter 10 verses 26 to 29 warn false believers to examine themselves before it's too late. Matthew chapter 7 verses 22 to 23 shows that the Lord rejects them on judgment day, not because they lost faith, but because he never knew them. They never had a relationship with Him. Many people appreciate religion and are willing to associate themselves with Jesus and the church, desiring eternal life and blessings. Jesus clearly warns us to count the cost of discipleship, Luke chapter 9, verses 23-26, to 26, chapter 14, verses 25-33. to 33. True believers have considered the cost and made the commitment, while apostates fail to do so. Apostates may have professed faith at one time, but they never truly possessed it. Their spoken words did not match their heart's beliefs. Apostasy does not signify a loss of salvation, but instead reveals a history of pretense. In conclusion, the doctrine of eternal security teaches that genuine believers in Jesus Christ are saved forever. This assurance comes from being born again by the power of the Holy Spirit and receiving the gift of eternal life. Despite this... The Bible contains strong warnings against apostasy to emphasize the importance of examining one's faith and to help the church identify apostates. Apostasy does not indicate a loss of salvation. Rather, it serves as evidence that the individual was never a true believer to begin with. True believers are those who have counted the cost of discipleship, committed themselves to Christ, and bear fruit through their faith. By understanding the differences between true believers and apostates, we can better appreciate the Bible's warnings and strive for a genuine, steadfast faith in Jesus Christ. Now let's look at question two. Do I need to be perfect now that I'm a Christian? The simple answer is no. Being a Christian doesn't mean you'll suddenly be perfect. In fact, you'll still make mistakes and struggle with sin. However, the Holy Spirit will help you grow and become more like Christ over time. The key is to keep seeking God, confessing your sins when you stumble, and trusting in His grace. If you want to know how to be conformed to the image of Christ, I have a podcast that talks about sanctification and justification. I encourage you to listen to it as it gives you more into how you can grow as a Christian. Next question three, how do I know if I'm truly saved? The Bible teaches that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. Romans ten nine. If you have genuinely done this, you can trust that you are saved. As you grow in your faith, you'll also begin to see evidence of the Holy Spirit's work in your life, which will further confirm your salvation. Question 4. What if I still have doubts about my faith? Doubts are a normal part of the Christian journey. The key is to keep seeking God, asking Him to strengthen your faith and reveal His truth to you. Reading the Bible, praying, and talking with other believers can also help address doubts and deepen your faith. Now that we've covered some common questions about being born again and saved, let's explore some practical ways you can live out your faith every day. First, make time for daily devotions. Set aside time each day to read the Bible and pray. This will help you stay connected to God and grow in your faith. Second, develop godly friendships. Surrounding yourself with other believers can provide encouragement, support, and accountability as you walk out your faith. Look for friends who share your values and can help you grow closer to God. Third, practice forgiveness. As followers of Christ, we are called to forgive others just as God has forgiven us. When someone hurts or offends you, choose to forgive them and let go of any bitterness or resentment you may be holding on to. Fourth, cultivate gratitude. Make it a habit to regularly express your gratitude to God for all He has done in your life. Cultivating an attitude of gratitude can help you keep your focus on God and all the blessings He has given you, even when you face challenges. Fifth, share your faith with others. As followers of Jesus, we are called to be His witnesses and share the good news of salvation with those around us. Look for opportunities to tell others about what God has done in your life and how they can experience the same transformation. Finally, remember that your journey with Christ is just that, a journey. You won't have all the answers overnight, and there will be ups and downs along the way. But as you continue to seek God, trust in His promises, and grow in your faith, you'll find that your relationship with Him becomes deeper and more meaningful. In conclusion, coming to Christ is a life-changing decision that opens the door to a beautiful relationship with God. By following the simple steps we discussed, you can experience the joy of being born again and the assurance of salvation. As you grow in your faith, remember to pray, read the Bible, get involved in a local church, serve others, and live out your faith every day. And when you have questions or doubts, don't be afraid to seek answers and ask for help. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the God Chaser Podcast. We hope that you found this discussion helpful and that it has encouraged you in your journey with Christ. If you have any further questions or would like to connect with other believers, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're here to help and support you as you grow in your faith. We'll be back with more episodes exploring various aspects of the Christian faith, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay updated. Until next time, may God bless you and guide you on your journey with Him. Remember, Seeking after God is not a one-time event, but a lifelong journey. So continue to press in, chase after his heart, and allow his love and grace to transform you from the inside out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leaving us a review, or sharing it with a friend. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Until next time, keep chasing after God. And may His peace and presence be with you all this.
0: this episode of the God Chaser Podcast is proudly sponsored by God Chaser Apparel, the clothing line designed to empower and inspire your spiritual journey. Are you a God Chaser at heart? Do you want to share your passion for pursuing God with the world? God Chaser Apparel has got you covered, literally. With a wide range of stylish, high-quality clothing and accessories, you can wear your faith proudly and spark conversations about your pursuit of God's presence. From bold statement tees to cozy hoodies, sleek hats, and much more, God Chaser Apparel has something for everyone. Plus, every purchase supports our mission to inspire and encourage fellow believers on their journey toward a deeper relationship with Christ. Visit godchaser.faith today to explore our collection and find the perfect piece to express your passion for God. God Chaser Apparel, where faith meets fashion and the pursuit of God's presence becomes a lifestyle. Don't miss out. Head to godchaser.faith now and start wearing your faith boldly.